When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew where you were there. <laughs> Come on now. Guys were girls and The great Gene Stapleton and Carol O'Connor. Yes, it was. 52 years ago today. That All in the Family premiered on CBS. In my humble opinion, the greatest show ever. Talking about the greatest ever, my next guest is. He was, he still is, he will always be. Whether we're talking about 9 p.m. weeknights on WABC, his own um, website, which of course is uh, tremendous, BillOReilly.com, his interviews, his TV shows, his columns. In fact, he wrote one. I read today the apathy factor about Biden. What's funny is I have zero apathy for for Biden. All I have is disdain, only disdain. I can't stand the guy. We'll get to that. He is Bill O'Reilly. He's the greatest of all time. The best ratings I get all week, and I kill it in ratings, is with him. This time, every Thursday morning. Happy New Year. Welcome back to great Bill O'Reilly. How are you, buddy? You know, I'm the same, and uh, I always use this line, which is tragic for everyone. You know, people want me to evolve, and I just never do. I'm a <laughs> fossil. I stay the same. <laughs> Something wrong with that. It's, it, as, as long as where you started was the right place. But I have very to tell perceptive, you. Very perspicacious. <laughs> very perspicacious. Very word of the day, perspicacious. Very good word. Uh, two things that happened this week which tells you why there's no apathy, there's disdain, which I cannot, I cannot chalk up to dementia or an old man, uh, a liar. He, he lied about the border. He knew what he saw. He knew the real deal. And certainly these documents lying one day after another, no apathy for me, Bill O'Reilly, disdain. Well, look, um, it's an interesting study. Uh, any um, WABC listener has had parents uh, or brothers or sisters who um, have lost their mental capacities as they get older will recognize that Joe Biden lives from moment to moment. And this is important. And some moments he has clarity. And in many moments he does not. So he has to function. And that's the uh, responsibility of his wife. His wife basically is by his side all the time, even at press conferences. She's sitting just uh, feet away from him. And she pretty much shepherds him through the day. So people think that, oh, this is like um, Barack Obama or Donald Trump in the White House, and they, and they sit around, they decide what to say, and they think about it. No. No. So if you were to sit down with Joe Biden and say, hmm, uh, when did you know that uh, you were told or when were you told that some classified documents 
that you uh, moved out of your office as vice president wound up in a private facility in D.C. When were you told about that? He would not be able to tell you, Sid. He wouldn't be able to tell you when, if he remembered at all. So the the tell on this is when uh, they were down in Mexico City, the three amigos, and the first question from the AP reporter was about the documents. And Biden, instead of answering the question and looking at the reporter, looked down to his sheet of paper, which was written what he should say. And he read it. He didn't even look up. He just read it right off the paper. Oh, as soon as we knew this, uh, we reported it to the archives, and uh, but we did what we were supposed to do. No mention that there were other documents that were found, you know, three days after he said that. No mention of that. And no mention that after they reported it to the archives, the White House, they buttoned it up because it was before the midterm election. They didn't tell anybody. Where's the transparency in that? Hmm. No mention. No. See, but, now, but the, yeah. all of this, if you were to say to Biden, if he were sitting in your studio right now with you, he wouldn't remember any of that, the sequence of events. Listen, may, maybe that's true, but my issue with saying that is my friend Donald Trump, who will be on next week right before you on this program. You know, wow. Yes. That's, a, that's a double right there. That's my uh, 8 o'clock hour next Thursday, 805 Trump, 840 O'Reilly. Pretty good. Um, you know, they they arrive at his house with a SWAT team, an FBI raid, doing his wife's underwear drawer. They, I mean, what they did, they went through for Pablo Escobar. And, I know, I and, know, right. but this is... I know, but, but if I just say, but O'Reilly didn't even know it was there, then it almost makes it seem like it's okay. But the truth is, they should not be treating, whether it's Merrick Garland or the DOJ, any differently than Trump. Right. It's, it's corruption. Right. The government is corrupt. The U.S. government is corrupt. When are we going to all admit that? You don't have the FBI going into uh, Twitter discussing what Twitter should and should not allow if the government isn't corrupt. It is. It's corrupt. The Russian collusion thing was corrupt. And we only found out about it, what, years after they tried to derail Trump's 16 campaign with it. And then after he got into the office, they still didn't stop. And then we find out it's bogus, the whole thing. Luckily, we found that out. Right. Well, if you believe the government is corrupt, and look, I agree with you, and and I agree with you most of the time because, quite frankly, you're the smartest person I know. And I asked you weeks and weeks and weeks ago, if Kevin McCarthy wins, he's promised he's going to impeach everybody. Mayorkas, maybe Biden, Hunter, they're doing an investigation. So yesterday, the House started investigating the Biden economic money situation. Would you be okay if somewhere down the road, Kevin McCarthy put the bullseye right on Joe Biden? If he can compile evidence against Biden that is impeachable. Now, they already have it. It's already there. Right. And that's the border. So when when you are a president and you put your hand up at the inaugural ceremony and you swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, part of the Constitution is the laws that Congress passed. And Congress passed the immigration law that says you just can't waltz in here and say you want asylum. You have to go to the ports of entry to do that. Well, Biden 
And again, does Biden understand all that? Probably not. But that you're right. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm trying to explain how this administration is so incompetent. When it's run by a person who doesn't even understand what's happening, you're going to have incompetence. That's fair. I, I, I'm also asking about his son, though. Yes, the border thing, you can't we argue. To, we have to see. All right. What the, the mistake that the right makes, that the conservatives make, all right, is that they do the same thing the left does. <laughs> they convict on an allegation. And if the Republicans start doing what the January 6th committee did to Trump, which was just the biggest farce of all time, okay, if they start doing the same thing, the American people are going to know that. So you've got to stair step it. You've got to bring people in under oath and question them. And the big issue is, did Hunter Biden give his father cash derived from foreign nations? Well, according to Miranda Devine, Tony Bobulinski, Tucker Carlson, that's not not enough for you? No? No, come on. I mean, with all due respect to the people you named, I mean, they're in the business to hate uh, Biden. Right. Right, that's their business. Right. We hate him. Just like the people uh, on CNN and MSNBC hate Trump. It's the same thing. But now the opportunity is there. And, you know, if Comer and Jordan, these are the Congress people in charge of the committees, if they methodically go through it and prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, and there's a good chance they will, then it's over. Not only for Joe Biden, but for the Democratic Party in 24. Would you like to see Kevin McCarthy remove Bill O'Reilly, Eric Swalwell, and Adam Schiff from that committee? Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Would you like to see him do things like that? Well, he's already done it. So, um, you know, it's a fait accompli. Right. And the answer to the question is yes. Right. You're okay with that? Yeah, because they're not truth tellers. And and on the other side, George Santos is my congressman. I know. All right. <laughs> if I see him, if I see him at the Americana Mall in Manhasset, I, I may punch him. I, I probably won't because I don't want to get arrested and sued. Right. But I'll certainly taunt him. Well, I tell you what. Yesterday there was a collection of your folks out there, from Bruce Blakeman, the Nassau County Executive, to Joe Cairo. All those folks are out on the street yesterday, yelling and screaming for this guy to resign. He said. I'm not doing it. So Yeah, but this doesn't matter because they're going to get him. He's a grifter. Yeah. Okay, he's not just a liar. He's a grifter, and there's a big difference there. So unlike Biden, who can't from moment to moment clarify anything he's doing, Santos knew what he was doing. All right? He knew. He goes, ah, throw this stuff up there. <laughs> How he thought he could ever get away with it, that's the <laughs> shocker. Okay? But he did get elected. I voted for him because Zimmerman, his opponent, is a left-wing loon. I know Zimmerman for for a long time. And all this guy was going to do was just rubber stamp every progressive thing that came down the pike. I don't want that. I didn't look into Santos. I mean, he's running around. He's saying all this stuff. He's a congressperson. I don't investigate congresspeople. I don't have the staff to do it. But anyway... He's done. He'll get out of there, and then there'll be a special election. A Democrat will probably win um, because this is really, really revolting. 
what happened here. And they, Republicans in Nassau County had to do this. I'm not disparaging them, but they had to do it. This guy's so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's all, yeah. every day it's some other crazy thing. Yep. Yeah. That uh, what did he say yesterday that he was uh, a star in a volleyball team at Baruch? <laughs> do they even have a volleyball team? Uh, you listen, I I actually graduated from Baruch. I have no idea. <laughs> I, and today it's going to be he was designated a hitter for the Mets in 1988. You wouldn't you be know, surprised. I know, I know. It's it's, it's complete zaniness. What this uh, what this man has done. I do want to ask you about a a certain birthday today, Bill O'Reilly. Today happens to be Rush Limbaugh's birthday. Of course, he died last year. And I always say without any hesitation, you're the greatest of all time. And I mean that. I'm being completely sincere. No reason to blow smoke up here. But I really believe that. But certainly Rush Limbaugh has a legion of folks who thinks he's the greatest conservative voice of all time. Would you give him that without any any hesitation? On the media, certainly William Buckley... um, probably the most uh, astute conservative voice in the media. But on the radio, I don't think there's anybody close to Limbaugh. Um, and, and the genius that Limbaugh had was that he was funny, mm-hmm. that he would present yeah. the stuff, mm-hmm. not all the time, but a lot of the time using humor. And um, that was entertaining. And and as you know, what do you do, eight hours now on WABC, I think? <laughs> You just sit on for eight hours. Every time I turn the radio on, there you are, either a telethon or uh, you're juggling there. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable how many hours you do. But you, you know when you do that volume of radio, you have to entertain people. Yeah, yeah. You can't just, I hate this guy. No, yeah. you have to make it funny. And he was very, very good at doing that. And the other thing was he had a tremendous shield to be able to absorb the unbelievable punishment that he took. Yes, yes. And I took it too. And then, But after him, I mean, and I know what he went through because I went through it. And, and he was able to do that without it affecting his performance on the radio or shaking up his core belief system. You know, a lot of, a lot of radio and TV commentators, they get it right between the eyes, and, and that shakes their knees. They buckle. Yep. And they pull back. Yeah. Now, I never did that. I took an enormous amount of, uh, and still do to this day, of left-wing media um, <clears throat> disparagement and defamation. He took more than I did, Limbaugh. And, and so the guy was the pioneer. He set the template. And uh, people should uh, recognize that whether they agreed with him or not. And on the flip side of Rush Limbaugh, another guy, it's ironic, Bill O'Reilly, also celebrating a birthday today from your neck of the woods in Long Island, on the flip side, Howard Stern. I went to school with him at Boston U. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, we were both in a school of communication at the same time, and the only reason that I knew him, he was undergrad, I was a master's uh, degree candidate, was he was the only guy taller than me <laughs> in the school. That's true, yes. Yeah, yes. and the guy was like 6'5", 34 pounds. I mean, he was an, and this giant fro on his head, this yeah. giant afro. Yeah. And he'd be walking down, and I look at it, I go, mm, I don't know if that's a good look. Um, he ain't going to make it. Right. And then he was on uh, the BU radio station um, and this and that. But again, he made it because of his humor, Stern. No doubt. And, and he ch- he's changed now. 
Yeah, he's not the same guy. No, you're right. Because he doesn't have the pressure of ratings anymore. No. So his check is guaranteed no matter how many people listen. And then that kind of the true person comes out when you, you don't have to, you know, persuade an audience to listen to you every day. And he does not. He gets the money whether they listen or not. And so I've seen him change um, on the air. Uh, but you've got to admire him. Again, he did what Limbaugh did. He took the slings because they came after him. He got fired, and they, it was hellacious. And he stood up to that and didn't deviate uh, early on from his very successful formula. Yep, you're right. And uh, who knows better than you? Again, the great Bill O'Reilly. If people go to BillOReilly.com right now, what is the latest deal on killing the legends? Well, it was number 13 on Sunday. Wow. On Still. the New York Times list. Can Still. you believe that? It's been out since September. I know. That's that's unheard of to be tough that long. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, whoa. Um, so obviously the book is resonating. But I have a clip posted right now on BillOReilly.com of me and Chris Cuomo last night on News Nation. You want to see this. I do. It's about the Biden uh, document thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go to Bill you know, O'Reilly? You know what's funny? Watch this clip. I'm going to go watch it. You know, my house, I had uh, rain in my home. It was horrible. And, and uh, no, rain, I'm sorry. I had uh, pipes burst in the house, me and Danielle. So my house is basically ruined. It's like 300000 worth of damage. We've got to move out for the next five months. So they put us in a hotel last week, the UN Millennium Hotel on 44th and 2nd. I did not know that News Nation is on 43rd and 2nd. So I walk out one night for dinner, and who do I bump into on the street? Chris Cuomo. And what was the conversation about? You. <laughs> really? I'm like, you've got my friend Bill O'Reilly on, don't you? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's great. I love Bill O'Reilly, blah, blah, blah. He was very nice. It lasted like two or three minutes, and I walked away. But he was uh, really complimentary. I swear to God about you. He really well, was. Well, that's good. The ratings on his program when I go on are high, too. And, you know, you guys are in a competitive market now. This is what you have to do. And you do it, as you said at the beginning of the segment, uh, Sid and Friends is dominating in <laughs> New York morning wow. radio. Well, Who knew? Well, thank you. You're, you're a huge part of that. You're a huge part of it. You really are. And I appreciate that about you, and I love that about you. And you're the best, Bill. I'll be listening 9 o'clock tonight and uh, BillOReilly.com every day. And just keep coming back. I love you, pal. Thank you. Okay. Good, Sid. Thank you. There Bye. he is, Bill O'Reilly, every Thursday right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. <laughs> 